everyone. Welcome to Education Beyond the Classroom. I'm Allison Schaefer, and I'll be your host for the next 10 to 20 minutes. So my previous episodes, I shared with you about mental toughness. I talked about mental toughness versus grit. I also talked about why it's important to become mentally tough, as well as the top seven traits of of mentally tough people. Sorry, you guys, you know me, I mess up every once in a while. So I actually have a young man right here that we are blessed to have on our show today, and his name is Adam Fell. Um, He is a former student of mine. He reached out to share his story about his mental wellness challenges, and he's going to share how he used his mental toughness to overcome some some of the mental health challenges. He's also going to share that story with us. So thank you, Adam, for being here today. So I'm going to actually uh, pass it off to you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for uh, having me here and uh, letting me share my story. Um, This is one thing uh, going through my journey that uh, I've always wanted to do. Get, get the awareness out there and uh, make it uh, not such a stigma to talk about. Perfect. Um, so uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I graduated Wanakee in 2003. I went to MATC for uh, the law enforcement program. Um, I got my associates there. I got my bachelor's at Upper Iowa University. Uh, I'm married. I have two uh, cute little young, young daughters that... Uh, s- Kind of make me lose my hair some days, but you'll have that. <laughs> That's uh, those kids. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, and uh, occupation, uh, I am a law enforcement officer uh, here in a Dane County uh, municipality. Um, it's going well. I'm, I'm on day shift now, so that uh, definitely has helped with this, uh, this journey as well. So that's kind of nice to have those day shifts, and then you can spend the evening with family, yeah, yep. which is fantastic. So we are talking about your mental challenge or mental health challenges. So one thing you shared about when we got together is some of the signs and the symptoms, and when you started to realize that I have something going on. There's something happening. Um, some of the things that you were lashing out um, and yelling um, irrationally. It was a little bit like, this is not my personality. So when did you realize that, and what were some of the other symptoms that you had? Okay, um, so about three years ago is probably when I kind of had that, uh, holy cows, something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back at it, I've, I've had, had anxiety my whole life, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, as far back that I can remember is probably middle school. I mean, we all get those test anxiety things and, you know, and going to high school, you don't know what you're gonna prepare for, but I didn't know what anxiety was um, until, like I said, about three years ago. Um, you know, the constant feeling like an elephant sitting on your chest mm-hmm. or, you know, you just, you don't wanna get out of bed. You know, that's kind of the depression side of, of it. Um, you know, and the anxiety kind of leads to the depression um, and then, from depression, you kind of start spiraling. Uh, so about three years ago, um, I noticed I was kind of lashing out at my girls or my wife, you know, like one tiny little thing that really isn't a big deal. And all of a sudden I'm like lashing out at them. And, you know, I just, 
I couldn't figure out what is going on. Like, why am I being this way? Because I'm not like this. So, yeah. So when you were lashing out more, like just yelling at them and the things that are just real simple, like the crying over spilled milk type thing, where it's just like, what is going on with me? And so then what happened after that? Um, So the night I finally really made the decision that I need to uh, talk to somebody um, I had received an email, an anonymous email from uh, the psychologist that I see. Um, it went to law enforcement all over Dan County, mm-hmm. uh, just saying that she wanted to start her own business um, and was looking. She specializes with military and law enforcement. Um, she worked at the VA, but now was going out on her own. So I, I kind of knew, you know, like, oh, maybe someday I'll, I'll chat with her. Mm-hmm. But uh, the night I, I remember, it was uh, actually right uh, a little later than this, early December probably we had a super warm night mm-hmm. um, my wife had gone on a walk like she does every night with the neighbor and uh, she came back and we were arguing about Christmas lights being put up oh boy which is looking back is just insane like why uh-huh you know I, I mean it's eight o'clock at night and we started arguing about it and uh, you know she's like why are you yelling at me this isn't a big deal I was like, you know, I'm not yelling at you, but I'm yelling at her, telling her I'm not yelling at her. And that scared me. That right there was the moment I, I'm like, I need help. Because, need help. yeah, it's like an out-of-control feeling Well, wow, you know, this, minuscule, like you're saying, the lights, okay, why would you fight about something like that? And it's just like in yelling out of hand and saying, I have to justify that. No, I'm not yelling, but yet you raised your voice. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So. So that was, that was kind of the night. Um, you know, what really, like that really scared me, but following, you know, up on that argument, I said, I'm going for a walk. Mm-hmm. Well, she knew that I'd been kind of progressing this way and uh, we didn't really talk about it wasn't something to talk about in my household, you know, prior to my journey here. Um, but she freaked out when I was going for a walk. I'm like, why are you? She's like, you know, and she knows, like, I'm law enforcement. I carry a gun and mm-hmm. everything. And she asked me, as I said, I was walking out the door. I'm like, I'll, I'll be back. I'm going for a walk. She's like, do you have your gun? And normally this wouldn't, you know. Okay. This wouldn't trigger anything for right. me because... I leave the house with a gun all the time. You know, I carry all the time. But as I was starting my walk and she was blowing up my phone saying, please just come back. I'm sorry. You know, mm. and it wasn't even her fault. It mm. was it was me. Um, you know, then I realized, holy cows, she thinks yep. I'm spiraling out of control and she's really worried. And that's that was it. She was probably thinking that you were going to take your life yep. and she didn't want that to happen. And that's understandable but boy oh boy in your mind what's going through your head because you have no idea what this is you didn't learn this stuff in high school no did you no yeah and reflecting on that it's like we need to educate more so keep going with the story sorry it's just like no no that's right that was that was probably the the big thing um for me the biggest thing um and then as i started looking back and kind of reaching out to my therapist you know, I've I noticed I've hated crowds. I, I hated mm-hmm. going. I used to go to, you know, concerts when I was younger. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I'm 37 now, so I say younger, but <laughs> <laughs> some people I still am young. But Yes, uh, you are. 
you know, I, I hated going to concerts. Uh, Wanna Fest. I looked forward to seeing my friends every year at Wanna Fest. You know, I didn't go much. You know, go long, <laughs> but I quit doing that. I hated being around people. You know, I mean, I know a lot of my law enforcement traits. I sit with my back to the wall so I can see the doors and stuff like that. So that didn't really trigger with me. But okay. seeing that I didn't want to go out with crowds, I didn't want to, you know, go to a comedy, comedy club with friends. I, I stopped really hanging out with most of my friends. Um, there's a few I, I actually kept in touch with. Other than that, you know, I, I went to work. I went home. Um, I didn't even enjoy going to family functions. Mm. Um and that's something, you know, my family had no idea. You know, I just kind of said, well, I got to work, which, you know, it was legit. But instead of going over afterwards, I just it would go home. So that began, like, a lot of insight into what was really going on. Yep, yep. My getting irritated easily, um, the weight gain, that was something. Yes. And I got frustrated with that. Like, why am I putting on this weight? Yep. Um, but you know, I mean, you become lazy, you're not exercising that that's what the depression does to you. The anxiety, not knowing what's going to go on, what you, you know, you can't handle. Okay. So then, the, um, when you reached out to start getting help, I know we talked about that and kind of share what your first appointment sure. like and how long you said, oh yeah, someday you'll do that. But you eventually went. I did. Yep. Um, it was, I, well, I talked to my wife about it and just said, I think I want to talk to somebody. Said, you know, our, our argument, you know, and that's all it was, was an argument. You know, there was no throwing mm-hmm. things or not. Simply me yelling and didn't even know it. Um, you know, but I said, that kind of, that worries me. Um, you know, we got a, an email from this, this woman that, She's a psychologist starting her thing, so I think I'm going to reach out. And it was a couple weeks, okay. probably, before I really got the courage. And one day I just I wasn't feeling like, I mean, not that I didn't want to be around. Like, I, ne- I never got to the point, you know, where I was suicidal or homicidal. Um, I just, I didn't want to do anything. I, right. I wanted to stay in bed. I couldn't, but I wanted to. So I reached out, um, out to her and just generic email kind of like hey got your email from uh, my work email um wondering if we could maybe chat and see if this is something i need um and she reached out that same day to me and said absolutely um let's talk on the phone for 15 minutes and kind of give me a background and uh, so that's what we did um 15 minutes it actually turned out to be about 45 i think it was okay Uh, just sharing my journey with her and everything and my struggles um, and she said, absolutely, we need to need to get going on this. And so we set up the first appointment. That is fantastic. That I mean, and she recognized. Yep, absolutely. You she, needed the help, and it's just like through the whole process. So you went to her, you opened up, and um, shared your entire story. Yep. And I know you had referenced some things from when you were growing up. Yep as well yep um you know i mean my family life i I didn't have a horrible family life i wasn't you know hit or anything and uh, you know for the most part i got what i wanted you know and not not spoiled by any means but you know i had the things i needed um right and and once in a while i got you know the video game counselor or something that you want you know you're lucky lucky to have that but um the fact that like my parents got divorced 
And I will never blame either parent. Right, right. You know, they're both have been fantastic for me. Absolutely love them to death. But I think that's where it really started. Just the separation and Mm -hmm. now you have two residents. I need something. Luckily for me, they were good enough that they moved a couple blocks apart. So I could walk over or when I got my license, drive over, you know, and get what I needed. Um, But I think that was really, that affected me. And I, you didn't get help back then. I was, I know. And you, you were not aware of it. And it's just like, oh, I'll just, I'll keep muddling through my life right now. And I think listeners, you need to be aware of the fact that things that happen when you are younger can rear their ugly heads so to speak, but not real ugly. I don't want it to sound like horrible later on in life. And having that recognition and saying, it's okay to visit when I was growing up, this is what happened. And again, I'm going to reiterate, we didn't. We did not have help back then. And it is okay to reach out for help. So Adam reaches out to get his help and starts reflecting on, you know, childhood. His childhood wasn't. So I was very fortunate to teach both he and his sister. So it was great. Um, And I just, you know what, just raising that awareness and having insight to what's going on. Um, Do you want to share anything more about your story in here? This Uh, part. I mean, I can, you know, we, I I started with my family life. Um, Being law enforcement, obviously we see things and we have to deal with things that uh, Mm -hmm. aren't aren't so great Um, and I really noticed my struggles uh, for some reason November through the end of January or beginning of January is is a bad time for me Um, a lot of pretty bad calls have happened there and I mean I don't work in a city Madison environment where it's constantly bad Um, but you you see things I mean there's the suicides unfortunately Um, we where I work, we had a week and a half span where we had five children or five people commit suicide under the age of 21, uh, the youngest being 10. Um, so we had, you know, we have our, our calls and that uh, I noticed things started really affecting me. Um, so understandably, yeah. so understandably. So, so through this whole journey, um, I mean, you know, I have a few questions here. Who has been your biggest supporter through this whole journey with the mental wellness? Um, you know, honestly, I don't have just one. Um, and that has been a key thing for for my journey and my mental health and, and working through things. <coughs> Excuse me, I apologize. Um, there are many big supporters in my life. Um, my wife, absolutely, hands mm-hmm. down, number one. She's dealing with me and my challenges, um, and I still have issues. I mean, that that doesn't just go away. Right. Unfortunately, I'll be struggling for a while, um, probably the rest of my life. But I've had I've got things in place now. But she has been a rock for our family, uh, taking care of the kids, working full time, awesome. and taking care of me at times. And um, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So she's she's been a big one. Um, my family. Both my family and her family, mm-hmm. huge supporters. Um, you know, anything we need, any help, if I got to talk, they're always always there to listen. Um, I got a uh, best friend from high school that mm-hmm. uh, we still stay in contact with, uh, Ryan. 
you probably know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he's my my daughter's godson or godfather, and uh, he's always checking in on me, making sure things are good. Um, and we got a neighbor neighbor couple that we hang out with quite a bit, and uh, they've been they've been amazing. You know, taking the girls when we need them to. Oh, and, good. And just hey, how is it going today? Checking in with you. So it it's been pretty awesome to have them. So, um, and then I've got one. Going through my journey, I found that I needed to have somebody to reach out to. Okay. Um, I'm lucky. My psychologist is amazing. I've got her personal phone number. I can call anytime, day or night. She actually yells at me sometimes because I'll have a bad night, and she's like, why didn't you just call me? Let's oh, talk yep. 15 talk minutes it out. and get through it, and you yep. go back to sleep. And I don't. Um, but uh, we have a family friend that uh, growing up, she was like another mom to me, and She's been huge. I mean, she went through it with her brother, and I can call her anytime, and and I have, you know, and just vented, and she's gotten me through it. You have an amazing support system, absolutely amazing. And listeners, that's what needs to happen. Um, Who are your people? Who are the key people in your circle that you can reach out to and they will support you. They will not judge you and they will help you through this. Don't ever be afraid to ask for that help. The other thing that I know Adam probably did through this journey and support and stuff is to teach his support system what's going on and what some of the tools he needs at that immediate um, stage of maybe he's having a panic attack, maybe anxiety. So what are things that people can do? Keeping connected is extremely important. So um, work. Tell me about work and what um, happened with work, you know, because it's different in every work environment. Um, I know as a former teacher, originally you could not you couldn't hey i need a mental health day or whatever Mm -hmm. they've changed that where they're recognizing especially after pandemic hell that um you need a break yeah so what happened with work sweetie um so work uh you know i mean this affected me a little bit uh not my performance i mean i still did my call you know go to my calls i did what i had to do um, you just you have to set it aside and you're not dealing with you right now you, you mm-hmm. need to fix somebody else's bad day today yeah um, so that didn't really affect it a whole lot um, I think the most that it really affected me was trusting my decision making um, believing that you know I have this training I have advanced training I, not only the academy I've gone to trainings mm-hmm. um, but just trusting that I know what I'm doing here you know you start second guessing yourself sometimes when when you have this anxiety. It's like, oh man, am I really screwing up here or what? You know, luckily, I had some good partners. You know, they didn't know about it, um, so affecting my work not so much too bad. Correct. Um, my work relationships were a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went in and told the chief about you know what was going on and my lieutenant and stuff. Um, it was kind of a surprise. I mean, they, they kind of had an idea, but not really th- thought it was going that direction. Um, just, I'm pretty bubbly usually. Yes, you are. I, I hate the, <laughs> I hate confrontation, yep, which yep. is weird why I work where I do, but um, they just kind of noticed I wasn't coming to work right. super happy. Um, so they, uh, this was something new to this department. I mean, 
law enforcement are finally starting to move forward with this peer support stuff, uh, mental health stuff. Great. And all that. Um, it's a slow process, and I think yep. it will be. Unfortunately, um, we still have kind of the uh, old mentality in a lot of departments. Until oh, yeah. Until they retire, that's how it's going to be. They just they don't believe in this. Um, so they were kind of going at this blindly as I was. Um, didn't know what was going on. They, uh, I ended up taking about a 30-day leave. Mm -hmm. um, where I did a lot of work with my psychologist, um, mental health stuff, re reading books, um, you know, just trying to get away from the stress and fix me yep. first. Um, again, I, I have a huge support system, like you said, um, and that's, that's a key thing. Um, you know, the way it affected my relationship with my coworkers, uh, when I came back, there's a little struggle. You know, mm -hmm. people kind of didn't trust that I was there. You know, I mean, I had to pass a, a psych eval again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like when I got hired, you know, I, I took all their tests, did everything I needed to. I was deemed that I was fine to come back. Um, and I wanted to come back. I, I also took that 30 days to decide, is this for me anymore or do I need to get out? Um, looking back, I probably, it would have been smarter to get out mm -hmm. so that my journey went faster or better. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't change it. I, I really do enjoy Good. what I do, um, you know, getting out to see the crowd. But definitely the coworkers, you got looked at a different way. Um, and I'm hoping, and I, I think maybe when we were talking, it's like they're going to learn from you. Yeah, absolutely. That it's okay to be transparent with this. Yep. And it, I wish I could say nobody has, like, crap in their background or things that really bother them. I think everybody does. Oh, absolutely. And we have to figure out how to deal with it. Um, and some people numb, numb themselves with substance abuse or et cetera. And it's just like um, food. Um, I, I shared with my students, I go, God, I get stressed out. And it's like munch, munch, munch. I'm just eating everything. And it's just like everybody deals with things, you know, our mental health challenges differently. And I think maybe... Um, according to our previous conversation, you brought light to this and people are going to learn and that is what needs to happen too. Yep, yep, absolutely. We, uh, the chief has now started sending people to peer support training. Um, we're getting ready to start a peer support group at the department. Um, that's one big thing. And then I've, I've expressed with them that, you know, a lot of departments will do a, you, it's mandatory to meet with a psychologist once a year. You don't have to talk. You can sit there, but you have to go. Hallelujah. Um, and it's got to be an hour. So, you know, for people, that's really tough for them to be silent for an hour. People mm -hmm. like to talk. <laughs> yes, uh, they do. We've, I, you know, I use that all the time at work. <laughs> if you, you want to hear something, you just stay silent 30 seconds and they'll spew. Everything, oh, yeah. You know, um, so that's going to really help. You know, I think we're in the early stages, so, you know, I'm, but I'm excited because it's getting out there. Oh, yeah. And it'll save people's lives, too. Absolutely. And just bringing that light to it. So we appreciate you doing that. And it's just like, I know it's been a little hellacious through the whole journey. But um, through that journey, speaking of which, what are some of the things that you were like, oh, my gosh, I'm so frustrated and just a little bit angry with the journey through all of this anything stand out yeah um you know obviously i didn't know much about it and i was going through it 
um, I had to go to somebody to help me understand uh-huh. what, what's going on and fix it. Um, I think one of the big things for me was the time it's taking. You know, you, I get it. Yes. You hear, just go see the psychologist, you'll be fine. Um, you know, lucky for me, I didn't go through insurance. Um, insurance wise, like you get a diagnosis and they submit your psychologist, psychiatrist, whoever you see, submits to the insurance company. It's going to take this many sessions. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So we could work on things bit by bit, piece by piece, you know, instead of just like running through everything quick and say, well, that's 15 sessions, you're done. Oh, you yeah. Um, mine's three years it's been going on. Um, I started a couple times a week, um, you know, and now I go once a month maybe um, if it works out, but I always talk on the phone with, with my psychologist, but definitely the slow process of right. getting through everything because it seems like you're getting... Care of, taking care of one thing, and then all of a sudden something else rears its ugly head. It's like what? that's totally that's what exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, gosh, there's you you dive into one thing, and then all of a sudden something comes up, and you're like, oh man, I gotta battle that demon. But being aware and understanding that, and it's just like sharing that with our listeners and just saying, hey. You know what? It's not going to be a quick fix. Be at peace with it and understand that also you will build more mental resilience through this whole process. And the other thing is um, I love the ripple effect. Like you've shared your support system. You're sharing that and everybody in your support system will know. And if they need that help. The other thing is your um, coworkers. And they know that that's out there. Yep. So that is, your frustration can turn into something better. And understanding that, and it's just like, what is the lesson that comes out of that? So um, through this whole journey as well, unless you want to speak more to that, um, what inspired you or who inspired you? What were you thinking, like, um, inspirationally-wise? What do you think? Um. Probably, you know, I mean, my wife and kids. I mean, how amazing mm-hmm. my wife has been with this. Uh, the kids are a little young, so they don't really understand it. Um, I haven't really tried to talk with them about it. Um, they don't, you know, I go to doctor's appointments when they're not around and stuff like that. Um, but just wanting to be there for them is kind of a, a big inspiring thing. I mean, how strong my wife has been from not knowing anything about this. And, nice. you know, like... I don't know what to do to help you. I want to help you. I'm here for you. But I have no idea what this is. I, I don't know what to do. Um, just seeing how she's, you know, just bent over backwards for me. You know, nights, middle of the night, I'm waking up in panic attacks, and she just rolls over and just holds on to me just to, oh, you know, calm me down. Perfect. Um, so that uh, that's pretty inspiring. Um, that definitely can, would help. Yeah. Yep, it, it's, it really helps to having that and huge support oh, right there. It's like, yeah. Um, the society and community are kind of inspirational because I want, you know, you don't know what people are struggling with. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found through this journey. It's amazing to me how many people are struggling with things, but you wouldn't know it. Right. Somebody's having a bad day, you know, we want to say, wow, you're, you know, what's wrong with her? What a, what a yeah. watch, you know, she is. <laughs> That is so I, I true. I can't drop that B word, but, uh, you know. You don't know. You just don't know. 
And that's, I love that you said that because it's like, we never know what goes be what goes beyond, um, spin it out, Schaefer. Um, what goes on behind closed doors? What's going on in people's lives? Because there is so much judgment and I'm not being a bitch, but seriously, people judge just based on appearance and going, oh, okay, that person's having a really bad day. What? Oh my God, they're a bitch, like Mm -hmm. you said, or they're an asshole. And it's just like, no, here's the scoop. You have no idea. Let it be in stop. Stop with the evil. And, you know, it's just like you have no idea what's going on. Well, I appreciate all those things. Anything else you want to speak to that as we start wrapping up a little bit? Um, You know, just know that there are people struggling. And there are people out there that are doing very well with this and and speaking out. You know, um, one more person that inspires me is a classmate of mine from the academy. Oh. Um, he, He speaks, he does presentations actually. On this, his brother committed suicide. He's ex-military. Oh boy! Um, he's from, I what is it, Northwest, uh, the Wapaka County area. Okay. Um, his brother was living down here in Madison, uh, being law enforcement. I can see calls on our CAD system, and I noticed Madison had a big call, so I looked at it to see, and it had the same last name. Oh god! Um, so I gave him a call. I'm like, "Hey, do you have a brother named this?" And he's like, "Yeah." Like, does he live in Madison? He's like, yeah. He's like, why? And I'm like, oh. well, Madison, I'm like, I, I don't want to share a whole lot. Madison's got a call. And he goes, hang on. And he hangs up with me. He calls me back 10 minutes later and says, that's my brother. Oh. He goes, they're having a call. Oh. You know, so he, I mean, he's law enforcement. Um, very, very amazing officer. Very amazing person. Um, you know, he's like, you need to keep me informed of what's going on. That was tough for me that is. Um, because I could see the call as it progressed to the time that nope, shot fired, reported, oh. you know, subject down. He's driving from the Wapaka County area. I mean, that's a drive. It it's is. a couple hour drive. Um, I'm sure he made it down in record time knowing him. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I mean, I would too. But being on the other li- other end of the line and say, you know, hey, what are the updates? You know, mm-hmm. can, can I talk to call him about this? What are they doing? You know, I mean, as law enforcement, yes, it's family, but we all know how to deal with this call. Correct. And the last thing he wants is for them to storm in, which, you know, Madison has gotten really good at kind of just holding on and let's talk through things. And, good. you know, if they need to, they, you just, you back out. Okay. If they're alone, they're not harming anybody. It's, they're only a threat to themselves, you know, so... He's really inspired me that he went through this journey and, you know, and him and I have that connection where it ended up, you know, he's like, you're not giving me updates. What's going on? Oh. I'm like, you know, Wes, oh. I, you know I can't do this. And he's like, it's, he, he did it. And I was like, Wes, I, yeah, you, I'm yeah. sorry. You know, I, I don't want to be the one to tell you this. And, you know, and I was like, but you need to make some phone calls here on your way. I said, you call me when you're done. And, you know, we stay connected. I've gone to a couple of his talks. Um, an amazing speaker. Great story. Um, sad story, but, you know, he's... Very he's sad. Turning it positive. Okay. And that's... Oh. I love that you said that because it is... They turn those, you know, the the horrible stories that you hear, they turn it into a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. And um, sharing, 
sharing that pain of the family and sharing what his brother, you know, he was depressed. Yep. And how that happens. Yeah. So that is that is really truly inspirational and he really took it to another level and just said, Hey, I'm going out in the world and I'm gonna teach everybody about this. Yep. Yep. Okay, so to wrap up a little bit, I know I had said a, a few things, and um, we're just on a roll here, you guys. So three things that you would share for advice for our listeners. What are you gonna What are you gonna tell our listeners? Sure, some um, advice, sweetie. You know, listen to your body, and 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 listen to yourself. Don't ignore the signs. You know, I didn't know what they were. Looking back now, I wish I would have hit this head on years ago it would have really helped the struggle listen to it you you know yourself better than anybody else and if something's off or you feel that something might be off it's probably off it's okay to get help go ask that is perfect um get in touch with your body yep yep just yeah being more you know more and more in tune with your body and you'll you'll notice something's off. Um, You know, another thing, it's not an easy journey. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is a struggle. You will lose friends along the way. Sometimes that's because they don't know, they don't understand, they don't know how to be around you without treating you like you're broken. Right. Per se. You're not broken. Everybody struggles with something. So, you know, you're, you're going to lose your friends, some friends, not all of them. Correct. Um, but you'll be also surprised at how many you gain through the process and how many people you will realize that are struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't believe it. I was like, yeah, okay, everybody struggles. You know, what's the worst thing? You get a uh-huh. hangnail or something? Like, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> no, it, uh, you would be surprised at who's struggling out there and you don't show it. You get yep. really good at hiding your struggles. Um, that definitely is for, for that me. is the truth. Um, and then uh, probably finally, you know, like we talked earlier, be kind to everyone. You just you don't know who's struggling. Um, you know, like we talked. Wow, she's being a bitch today. What an asshole he is. Uh huh. He might be having a pretty bad day and might be on the verge of maybe the suicide. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a stigma. We need to stop. I it's love just, it's 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 horrible, you know. Um, people don't understand what they don't understand. You know, they don't know what they don't know. And get we need and to yep, get out and educate, share. You know, you guys share this information, and you don't know what you don't know. Nope. And it's just like the struggles are out there. People do struggle, and just reaching out to help. Yep. And being kind. I know there was something else I lost, of course, my train of thought, but (laughs) thinking about the whole mental wellness and not judging and being kind, um, everybody does struggle. They do. So I so appreciate your time. This was great, Adam. Yeah. Very, very nice. So it is, again, you guys, Adam Fell, um, awesome person, awesome young man doing service for us. And, um, oh, I know what I was going to say. This is kind of off topic, but I was talking about um, the police force um, going way back um, because I think some people are under the impression that they are not trained for mental health calls. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) 
my impression that is because I want to give some peace of mind to some people out there that might be listening about, oh, man, they don't know about mental health and all this stuff. They are, correct? We are. Um, our department has, I believe, almost everybody has been sent through uh, CIT training. Okay. Um, and that's where we learn about the different mental health issues that Good. are going on. Um, you know, you learn about the autism. You learn, you know, how to how to deal with, mm-hmm. with that as well. But it's m- a lot more based on how to interact with somebody who's ready Great. to commit suicide, who's struggling and is on that road, and how to talk them down right now because obviously they're in a crisis. Yep but how to go forward in the future. Um, I've used my own journey multiple times at work. Um, you know, m- mainly on kids typically is, is what we're seeing a lot of, um, you know, but some of the kids are so afraid that their friends are going to find out and they shouldn't be struggling. Mm-hmm. I share, hey, I'm, yeah, I, I go see a psychologist. I talk to somebody. Yep. It's not, I mean, I'm not going to lose my job for it. Mm-mm. You know, they're actually happier that I do that to keep myself where I need to be. Um, so yeah, we, we, we definitely have the training, the CIT, that was a week long, uh, perfect training that I had. Um, What's CIT again? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that, uh, critical incident training, Tra- training, training think, okay. critical, something like that. Um, but it's, it's a mental health training. So you're learning that, but the other thing is that, um, I really, really like is the fact that you share your story you become more relatable. Absolutely. When you share with people and it's like, and you guys, if you ever get in crisis mode, you start sharing your story. That starts building rapport. Yep. And um, I know in my later episodes, I will also share, what do you do? Because sometimes there's just a mental health breakdown and you might have a friend right there with you. What do you do? So that will be in, um, I have a lot of episodes for mental wellness, you guys. It's great, though. It's um, great information. So, again, we're going to wrap up here. Thank you, Adam, for being here. And you guys, listeners, remember, you need to take care of yourself one life, one time. Never, ever stop uh, stop learning. So we'll see you on the flip side. Take care. Bye-bye.